All right, welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel. Boy. And I wanted to thank all the viewers and listeners for sending in their feedback as well as all the questions. You know, this is really how we come up with our podcast topics. And so we are answering your, your prayers. Um, you know, many of you had written in and you talked about uh, or asked questions on how important teeth were to overall facial aesthetics. And so today we've got such a treat for you. We've got our good friend, uh, Daniel Nason, who is a cosmetic dentist here in Beverly Hills. And we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us and thank you for taking care of us for all the years that <laughs> you have. You know, it's very important that we have this, uh, this young man here because not only is he a dear friend of ours, but he takes care of us, he takes care of our families. And it means a lot because um, we trust him so that's yeah, why we so have him on here too. to talk about everything. Welcome, my brother. My man, it's, our, it's my pleasure, by the way, to take care of you handsome fellas. <laughs> um, but it's really an honor to be here. And uh, I love to share my knowledge of what I do and how we can, we have a synergy between cosmetic dentistry and what you guys do in the plastic surgery world and how you guys are changing lives and how we're trying to help and improve and make people's appearance much better through our work as well. And I, you, I couldn't agree more. See, I don't think anyone realizes how important our teeth, uh, uh, you know, uh, they correspond to facial balance, facial structure. It's more than just whitening our teeth, um, although that has a, uh, you know, an aesthetic to it, but it can completely change uh, someone's face. And, and I know many, many a younger generation, you probably won't even know, but Andy Gump was a photo that was shown for a long time on what not to do as far as smoking and tobacco and chew and things like that, because he ultimately had a uh, surgery where they had to remove all of his bottom teeth and uh, a portion of the jaw. And so, you know, it looked like when he closed his mouth, he had, you know, basically no chin. Um, but it completely changed his facial structure. Imagine if he was fully toothed, um, you know, it would completely change the lower third of his face. So I think, you know, it's so important. It's something that we look at. We refer patients to you. And and make no mistake, he's very humble, but he's got celebrity clientele. Everyone you could possibly imagine from rappers to athletes to, you know, celebs that we see uh, on TV every day. And so, we, again, we're, we're thankful to have you. And I want you to kind of go into, you know, what you feel is most important about a smile and maybe give us some case examples and, 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 and glean, we want to glean some insight from you. You know, it really starts at when you're looking at the face, people realize that your skin can age, you have issues with elastin, you're, you can have issues with bags under your eyes, but what's not really discussed is the aging of a smile. And why does it happen? And so over time, we're using our teeth more than anything in our body. The force that we put with our occlusion from chewing has a great impact on our teeth. And so what happens over time, we have, there's erosion through acidity, you have abrasion from brushing too hard, you just have natural wear and tear of the smile. And like you mentioned, it, that plays, the teeth play a big role in how the face is formed. And what happens is, as you see a smile wear, wear down, you're seeing a collapse of the bottom third of the face, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. really plays a part in the aging of the face. Definitely. Okay, and so what we have to understand is why is this happening? It happens to everybody. 
Your teeth are not the same as what they were when you were 18 years old. It's just natural facts of life. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do in our world of cosmetic dentistry is reverse that. Make someone go from an aging smile to now something that they look like a better version of themselves. Keep in mind, we don't want to take somebody that's in their 60s and 70s and make them look like they're 30. Sure. There has to be, you, the facial features dictate our design and how we're going to approach these cases. Um, so, you know, I've been fortunate, blessed to have done a lot of different types of cases and meet really incredible people. Um, fortunately, I was able to bring one of the cases that I'm working on. And this is a great example of a really worn down aging smile. Mm -hmm. So, and I agree with you. The, the statement that you said, you know, we're not in plastic surgery as well. We're not trying to make a 70 year old look 30. We want them to look 10 years younger or really good for someone who's 10 years younger than them. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Sometimes you can see when a cosmetic dentist abnormally tries to create something that's too young for that person. And it just stands out. You know, teeth can be so, what I will say is a smile can be so unassuming depending on what your teeth look like versus so visible. And it's not just the shade that they are. It's the shape, the size, all kinds of things that go into this. So really, when I think about cosmetic dentistry, there is science. There's no doubt. But there's such an art form because you can see drastic or vast differences between one dentist work versus another. Correct. I think you nailed it. I think during our consultations, patients come in with fears. I have a fear that my teeth will look unnatural. That's mm. the first thing they think of. Sure. And my response to that is, I want you to leave. I want people that know you really well to say, did you get something done? Mm -hmm. Did you whiten your teeth? I want it just to be basically what I said, a better version of that person's smile. Now, there's cases that you're going to see that we, it's a life-changing smile makeover, but we want those people that don't know them to say, you know, not to know that there was actually work done. Definitely. And there is a combination of art and science that goes into play. And really, the, se the second fear I was going to say was, People are concerned because they see on Instagram, they see on TikTok, all these videos of people getting veneers done and their teeth looking like shark nubs <laughs> underneath chiclets yes. in order to get the result they're trying to get. And, and, and that for us is, I would say, like 95% of these guys that are out there doing that work give the 5% a bad name. Yep. And so part of what we have to communicate to these patients and, and to this audience is to know that we can achieve a great cosmetic result with a great prognosis by being very conservative. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are we talking about? Veneers. Okay. Porcelain veneers are basically like a thin contact lens that cover the facial part of your tooth. Okay. Back in the day, old dentists thought that you'd have to shave around the whole tooth in order to get good retention for something to last long. Sure. Now, research is coming And I've seen those pictures where it looks like they have tiny little nubs, and it, it does look pretty daunting for a patient to come in and say, oh my gosh, that's, that's what my teeth are going to look like until you put the, the veneers on. And so tell, tell us how, tell you us know, how it's changed. So, I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know nothing about this. Okay. Yes. So when you see a case 
and I can show you, we can put pictures up to show you what preparations look like. We don't want it to, we don't want to shave the tooth structure too much down. And why is this the case? Because an aging smile, you're building back something. And if you're building back something, you're adding. It's an additive case. Yeah, why would you take it away? Why would you remove good tooth structure and weaken someone's tooth? So just add more. Correct. So let's start with what a porcelain veneer is. Okay. Okay. So a porcelain veneer is basically what I mentioned. It's like a thin contact lens that covers the front part of, the front part of someone's tooth, the facial portion. Okay. What can we achieve with a porcelain veneer? We can change the shape. We can change the shade, we can change the position, and we can also improve, believe it or not, someone's bite and occlusion, okay? So when we are doing cases, when I have a patient coming for a consultation, we start off with photos, okay? We're taking a look at that person's facial features. We're looking and seeing where the lips fall with the teeth. Is there shadows? We're measuring the teeth, okay? We're looking at the... I first look at the two front central incisors. I look at the incisal length. So yeah, what is the so for our listeners and viewers out there, what is the perfect smile? Let's say, you know, textbook perfect. Is there a difference between male and female? Absolutely. And uh, what would the textbook perfect smile be? What what what, what characteristics will we see? So it's a great question because you're looking at someone's facial features, you're looking at their jawline, but now more so than ever, we're also playing with people's personality. Mm. There's people coming in, and right now there's people that are getting, they're transgender. Mm. They are born a female. And I've had many of these patients. They come in and this smile does not reflect who I am as an individual, right? Yep. Okay, and what are you looking at when you see usually a feminine smile? The shapes are rounded, mm -hmm. okay? There's no dynamic features. There's no sharp edges. Usually the teeth are a little bit smaller, okay? And so these people come in and they, they say, part of me is my smile. Sure. And I, it, it, I don't feel complete yet with my transformation. So what do we do? We make it from basically from female to male, make it more dynamic, maybe add a little bit of length. Make the edges of the teeth a little bit sharper more masculine. Interesting. Okay. So more so than what the actual facial features dictate is what the personality of that patient is. Right. I give the example of Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. He's a perfect example. This guy is a billionaire. Okay. He is a strong, powerful figure in this world. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when you see him, look at the shape of his face. It's oval. Okay. It's soft. There's no like structure to it exactly mm -hmm. you don't have fine you don't see what you see with brad pitt and colin Farrell. sure okay and someone like mark zuckerberg comes in and says listen i want this smile so people see me and say yes i exude power okay i have a presence and so these are things that are not being discussed people are talking about oh um, make it feminine, but really personality plays a bigger factor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, than it's where interesting they want to go. That. And so this is a topic that's not really decided. And it's very interesting because we can really give someone exactly what they want. I'm going to explain how. Okay. Okay. So we discussed what a veneer is. Okay. And the thickness of a veneer could be as thin as 0.33 millimeters. Wow. 
which is really a hair. When we're looking at porcelain, you can, like, when you put it up to light, you'll see through it. Okay? Wow, that's cool. Okay. So the process is great. We start, you come in for a consultation, we take photos, we take photos of your profile, your smile, and the rest position, I'll tell you to close your lips, swallow a couple times and just drop it, and I'll, I wanna see how much of your tooth structure is showing at rest. I take a 3D scan of your teeth. We do, um, we do scans, we take x-rays, making sure the health of the teeth are good, checking, looking at the gums, making sure the gums are healthy, and then we start our design process. And the design process is very unique, okay? Because we look at where someone is, okay? So for instance, for a male, if I look and I see, oh, this person's front two incisors are about eight millimeters. And this person has probably worn down two millimeters of length of their teeth. Which is why when they talk, they don't show their teeth. That's what happens when we age. Sure. And so when I'm designing, I say, okay, let's take this guy, he's eight millimeters, and let's start with the front two teeth and make the centrals 10 millimeters. So we start with this design process. We do it one of two ways. We do it digitally on a computer, okay? And we can do it on a model with wax, which is where you, you start to see the artistry component in cosmetic dentistry. Definitely. Okay? So now we have a design created for this patient, okay? In this case, this patient has really worn down his smile, so much so that his bite has collapsed. So we call this the vertical dimension here. And as the vertical dimension wears down and you lose it, okay, we want to build it back up. So what we do here, if you take a look, is on the lower teeth, we build back the whole smile. So this is where the patient is currently, this wow. model so on the showing, lower. We're showing a model here of the, uh, the lower teeth before reconstructing this. And then after, and it's before amazing. This is before, before and after. after. So now you can see these fine ridges. Take a look um, at this gentleman's teeth, worn down. I mean, wow. He's down to dentin. He's lost two millimeters of enamel. Okay. So what are we doing here? We'll we're basically building everything back up. In order to do that, we have to do the full arch. Okay. Now, the good thing about this is, remember, we can keep things conservative. Okay, my preparation does not to be, I don't need to be so invasive with this guy because he's already done the work for of us. Of course, of course. Okay, so, <laughs> That's great. There's so nothing, nothing left. essentially we have now this design created. Okay? okay, and now this is a full mouth case. This is a full day for us. Let me, let me ask you, is, so let's say you're creating this. Do we have the technology yet where you create it and the person can see what it would look like? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That's but, a game changer. But better than that is actually having them preview and test drive the smile before we finish in the form of the temps. Temporaries. Correct. Okay. okay. So how does this work? Okay. I have the models and wow. these uh, silicon putty matrix are used as guides and what we use to make the temporaries. Okay. So, sorry, I'm going to have you hold this one mm -hmm. sec. So this is what the patient's teeth are before, and I put this in the patient's mouth, okay? So and we're putting this silicone putty type uh, of, uh, you know, it's basically making a mold, and he's pressing it down on the, the pre, uh, you know, the before. So how do we keep things conservative? We use these guides. I look, and, I'm, and I already know, I'm already building back, but 
it gives me to like a tenth of a millimeter. Okay, I look at this and I say, okay, I have the thickness I need to where my final outcome will be. Do you get it? Wow. So now, okay, based on using these guys, I can't mess up. Okay, I'm not over preparing this guy's teeth. Okay, his teeth are not going to look like shark teeth. Where did people go wrong? Um, you know, was it because, let's say, you know, the common thing is, I don't want, I, I've seen people where it looks like chiclets, yes. you know, a little piece of gum, and it's, uh, where do people go wrong in that time? Is it because they took away too much tooth and now they're trying to build back too much it's, or how? It's multifactorial. Okay. It comes down to the dentist has to have the vision and the expertise and to know what's going to look good on that individual and the other part of the equation that's not really discussed as much is the ceramist ceramist is the one that's doing the artistry and actually making the porcelain wow okay so great question because there's so many different techniques on how you can build porcelain you know there's things right now that you see where they can basically cad cam okay the porcelain out of a milling machine excuse me and just basically stain and glaze it, it'll look okay. But there won't be that much depth, okay? There's other techniques where people are not even using porcelain. You see these cases of people going to Turkey or Colombia. And they're doing or? a very, uh, a less quality material. It's called a resin composite veneer, okay? You're not really getting the fine details that you do with the porcelain and the technique that we're using because it's just one layer. And it's usually very opaque. And these people are just, they don't know better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back to the, um, take you back to the process real quick. I am basically using these guys to do my conservative preparation. And after my preparation, I do a 3D scan of their teeth. Okay. That the ceramist uses of where the, what, what, what their pre preparation looks like. So they can make the porcelain off that. At the end, I use these guys right over here. To make my temper. So another so I, mold. Okay, so I put my acrylic material here as a temporary. I put it in. I shape it. I polish it. Check their bite. And now they leave with a new look. But it's not final. Wow. Okay. So patient leaves. They're numb. So what I do is I usually have patients come and I give them about three to five days. I say, go. Go wear this smile. See how you feel. Ultimately, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, that's me. That's how I feel. Interesting. But if they don't, that's still okay. Because we go through a process where they come back and if they feel insecure or they're unhappy with anything, how anything looks, they come back and we spend about an hour with each other and we make revisions. Okay? Which is really freaking cool because you guys tell me what procedure in elective cosmetic world can no. you customize and go through the process nothing. like nothing this none no. i mean there's no there's temporary there's way of doing do. something i mean <clears throat> let me let me get back to the nitty-gritty on the the ceramic itself um so non-porous so it doesn't stain it, it well it, that's no it could stain it because could. that's a really good question we do we add surface texture to the porcelain. You don't look at the most beautiful smile and say it's completely smooth. There are little ridges, ridges, and, and and God didn't make our teeth look like mannequin teeth. 
Yeah. We're imperfectly perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what goes with that is symmetry. We don't, we're not perfectly symmetrical. You look at the face. Definitely. You know what I mean? What makes us attractive is asymmetry. Sure. So we, we do that as well. But going back to um, building porcelain with the ceramics, it's like baking a cake. Okay, so you mix some materials, you put it, you mix some flour, some eggs, some milk, you put it in the oven. Same thing with porcelain, powder, liquid, you put it in the oven. Traditional technique, they bake it, they put it in the oven once, they come out. Our technique is a little bit more detailed. What do we do? We, I, I don't do it. The ceramist basically layers it in different tones. Even at that, that thickness. That's amazing. Yeah. mimicking what dentin is, and mimicking enamel. Wow. Okay, you look at you look at an, a tooth, a natural tooth. You never see one color. Towards the gum line, you see some warmth. Why? Because that's where the blood supply is. Okay. Towards the body of the teeth, you see all these details. You see minor calcifications. You see surface textures. You surface texture. You see ridges. It's a different color. You look at the edges of teeth, especially females. You see little translucency. These are all details that we put and we layer it to make it look natural. How do you find the, it, that begs the question, how do you find the best ceramist? So it takes a lot of networking, a lot of meeting people, a lot of going to conventions, uh, continuing education courses, putting work. yourself around the right people. But really, um, like attracts like. Yeah. You know, if you're in that world, you're going to meet each other. And fortunately, I've been blessed to work with some incredible ceramics, and I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Sure. Yeah. You know, so they they should be getting, this is teamwork, they should be getting as much credit as I get when I finish these cases. And what we do in our process is the patient actually meets the ceramist. That ceramist is going to see that person. It's another set of eyes to say, yes, I like what he's going, or gives me the feedback and say, doctor, you know, maybe we should increase the length by a quarter millimeter. You know, Interesting. And, and listen, so cool. and it, 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 it's, there's so many details that we're looking at. We're looking at casting shot, making sure there's no shadows that are casted. Mm-hmm. We're looking at where the lips fall. We want to make sure at rest, they look right. They don't look like they're sitting, like those denture heavy, bulky teeth. Now, now it's easy to do that when you do a full mouth. Yes. What if someone comes and says, I only want like just a few teeth done. How does that work? Because I know that the, you know people like doing things piecemeal. It's an expensive thing to do all of this at the same it's, time. So do you do just a few teeth? How does that work? Absolutely. So it's a great question because during the consultation process, I don't just jump in and say, let's just do a full mouth on everybody. Everybody has different needs and desires. And I think what's most important is really you be conservative with that person. You know, this person, this case, this patient needed it. They need, they've worn down their vertical. They've worn down all their enamel. The only way I can make this case work is by doing this, building back the bite. But there are people out there that are in their early 30s, 40s, and they're starting to see their small age, but they don't need, obviously, the full mouth. Um, a lot of times we go with the uppers and we widen the lowers. And we do from the extension of the smile, which is usually eight to ten teeth on the top. Okay. And other times... So that's like the minimum. If you really no, no. No, okay. But that's usual. That's more common. common. Okay. More common. Okay. Excuse me. So, there, but there's people out there. They say, listen, I'm happy with the way 
my other teeth. Look, I just, um, I know I have these bondings on my front teeth. They keep staining, they keep breaking. And I'll tell them, I say, okay, another great option is maybe to do four of these front teeth, okay? And what we have to communicate to this patient is, hey, we can't transform your smile, okay? This is just gonna be basically an improved version of where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't change the look too much because the other teeth play a factor in the smile. Definitely. I can't make these four teeth look a certain way and then I have yeah, to, bl- I have to right. blend them with the rest. And, and that really requires you to go through this process properly. And like I mentioned, to work with a good ceramist that's going to come and physically see that person and to get a good shade to make sure that porcelain matches that enamel. Sweet. Speaking of which, how do we choose the perfect shade? Let's say someone comes in, you know, there's so many questions we could go on forever. And I, I, I want to get some of these out because, you know, I want to know when is the right time to get veneers? Right. Uh, let's say you have a decent smile, but, you know, would you recommend veneers for their aesthetic purpose? And, you know, how do you choose the color? Obviously, people want to go as bright as they possibly can, but there's a limit before it starts looking fluorescent or strange. Uh, absolutely. So let's, let's talk about shade real quick, okay? Because a lot of people come there and they have this image of, I want super white teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? But, Everyone's seen the uh, but <laughs> you know, I had a patient. He flew in from Corsica oh, wow. last month. Handsome gentleman. He didn't, he didn't look his age. He looked like maybe he was in his early 60s. And his wife came in and said, I want his teeth white. I want his white. I said, but you got to understand here. This guy's 74 years old. I can't make him look like he's 30, 40. Okay. Shade really depends on the age. The age number one. Okay. Number two, skin tone. Okay. Sure. Darker individuals. Yeah. The wider looks stands out more. Yes. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. Yes. Also plays with age. What are you looking also? The sclera, the, the white in your eye, right? Sure. Because if someone's jaundiced or has a darker sclera and you pop these white teeth on them, it's gonna, you don't want to do anything. All things you don't think about. You, you don't want to do anything that's going to... When you see much. that person, I look at Dr. Lake, I don't want to say see teeth first. I want to see. I want to get eye contact. Yeah, yeah I want yeah. the smile to blend in. It's true. How and you great! See it a lot. You see, you know what I mean? Have veneers, and you're like, whoa! Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Teeth. I mean, listen. The last thing you want, when right? I got coffee this morning, uh, one of my wife's friend's mom came and said hi to me. I didn't really re- recognize her, and she's probably in her mid seventies. And I just all I saw was teeth. I mean, that's what I do, but it just didn't match. Yeah. Not only did it not match her face. She had her upper teeth done, but the lowers, there was a big contrast. And just my eye was fixated on that small. I was begging. I was going to say, please let me help you, but I can't. They want to get their money. They want it as white as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to understand, it really depends on so many different factors. It's a great question. Um, But you know, something else you kind of asked. The, The people get veneers, let's say, and it's become very common, you know, that 30 year old's doing well for himself, has had teeth that he hasn't really taken care of or yes. she hasn't taken care of and wants to look good because it changes their, their look. They yes. look more sophisticated. They look more affluent. Everything, right? It's a refresh. So, Definitely. So by putting on veneers, do you ruin your teeth, number one? Okay. And my biggest question that I'm very curious about, how long do they last? Okay. So 
very good question because, like I mentioned, if we go through this process, we can keep things conservative. Why? Vineyards really can be paper thin, 0.3 millimeters. Okay? We're not going fully into the enamel. We're keeping, we're conserving that tooth structure. And by doing so, we're, uh, we're reinforcing it. You know, a lot of times these patients are coming in because from erosion, they've worn down their smile. And basically, we're protecting it. We're protecting the tooth, okay? And the veneer should be one with the tooth. A lot of people ask me, what is my maintenance? What do I have to do? They think, do I have to ever go to the dentist again? No, this is like your own teeth. And if it's done properly. Now, the other question is, how long do they last for? This is commonly asked questions during our consultations. Literature says about 20 to 25 years. That's great. But if the work is done, it's clean person has good hygiene, takes care of their teeth, frequently visits a dentist every six months, why not longer? And how does it work with, with, with um, again, sorry, I'm, I'm ignorant to this. How does it work with cavities and root canals? And is it because you're, the tooth is still there, the yes. structure is there. So you're going to have to still brush and floss and go to the dentist and have cleanings and all that. Do you notice a difference in... The, you know, the problems that people have without veneers or with veneers? Or? So it's a good question because something happens to you psychologically. You want to take care of it. You though. really yeah, just yeah. all of investment. a sudden you start to feel like, oh, I, I really want to take care of these. I want to come. You made the financial investment. You made the emotional investment. You feel good about yourself. You're more motivated to take care of yourself. It's like the now, abdominoplasty that slowly starts working out more yeah. and more and more yes. and more because they want to maintain and look Absolutely. better and they, they see the potential. You know I mean? and, and before we do any of our cases, we're making sure that the health of the teeth are good. So if there's cavities or if there's a root canal, if there's anything that needs to be taken care of, it gets taken care of first. Correct. Right. Oh, it's together. It's, sure. Yeah. I, I want to make one point for the listeners and viewers, um, and, and this has to deal with plastic surgery. We had mentioned the fact that how the teeth can change the lower third of the face. This becomes important, especially, you know, I do a lot of rhinoplasty. One of the most commonly paired surgeries is with a chin implant, and uh, that's for facial balance. The A, a board-certified plastic surgeon who's experienced in rhinoplasty and chin augmentation knows that they have to look at the patient's teeth first because if they've wound them down to nubs and you're trying to lengthen the face and then they go get work done from a dentist and they uh, they set the tooth height appropriately, now the face is going to appear longer than it should. So it's something that you have to take into consideration. You you don't really see it on younger individuals unless they're you know massive grinders. But um, you know an older individual that finally decides they want to do a rhinoplasty, and you're looking at the chin or length of the face, and you say, you know what, I may have to lengthen that just a little bit. Got to be careful looking at the teeth first. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you notice that there's been a rise in veneers with a rise in lip lifts? Now, because you've got so much tooth show, exactly. That everyone now you're gonna lip your, you're gonna do that upper lip lift. You're gonna show so much more tooth Co- show. Correct. Are they, are they going? Oh my god, I gotta fix my teeth after I get my lip lift. Yes, and now that people are starting to see good work, mm-hmm. and to see that it can look natural, and not what they've seen before, then yes, a lot of people right now smiles are a big thing right now, and I've never been busier ever in my entire life. Love that. Love that, you know. And and just well, it's also the mark of good work too. I mean, that's yeah. you know. Thank again, you. it's now, now just for for the for people that are listening, for a full mouth. Let's not let's not cut corners and say, how, how long is the process from the time they see you 
to the consultation to really getting everything built and putting it in our mouth. How long is it normally? Let's take? let's break it up in five parts. Okay. Okay. So the first part is our consultation. We do the workup. We do the scan, the 3D scan of their teeth. We do and we take the photos, and then we start the we start the design process. So from the first part to the next visit is roughly two weeks. I spend on that design. Okay. Okay. So then they get in, and second visit is a full day. Okay. They get the work done. They're in temporaries now. They're living with a new smile. Okay, not permanent. They between the second visit and the third visit about five days. Now, in between that visit, they're test driving the smile. They're getting feedback. They're seeing how they feel. Do they like the length? Do they like the shape? Do they like the proportions? Do they like the shade? Because I can play with the shade with the temps too. Okay. They come back third visit. We spend about an hour with each other. If necessary, we do revisions. During that visit, I get to that. Per I get that person to the point where, like, yeah, I feel great. This is what I wanted. And so then, during that visit, I do another 3D scan. I take photos so the ceramist can use. The 3D scan is like a blueprint now for the ceramist to follow. So crazy. Okay. Yeah. So from the third visit, now we start making the final veneers, and that's when the patient gets to meet the ceramist. Another set of eyes, then we start for fabrication for the finals, okay? So what we do, the fourth visit, remove the temporaries, another full dig, if it's a full mouth. I actually take off one side of the temporaries first, and I put the right side in to make sure that the left side and the right side match each other to make sure that this ceramist followed yes, what he should have wow. done this and we show the patient now the next process before i start to cement them i actually try them in individually and what we can do is we can show them different colors even though we picked one base with the underlying cement that we use so i may look and i may see we picked a shade and it's not as white as i wanted to and this person's 30 years old. So what I'll do is there's a special cement that I can use. It's called white opaque. And I use it as a trine before I actually cement it and I'll show the patient. And actually what I'll do is I'll, on one side, I'll do a neutral cement. And then on the left side, I'll show them the white cement to show them the differences in color. And the patient usually can't tell, but I could. And they're like, oh yeah, I like this or I like that. And they really become part of the process now. And then once they consent, we start for cementation. Cementation's done. They're usually numb. Last part, post-op check. Check the bite. Make sure everything is right. If they're a clencher, they're having issues with TMJ, make a guard, and we're done. So a month? Roughly. Okay. And then... We, we, I mean, listen, I have patients traveling from literally all over the world. I, I, I can expedite it within a week as well. And, and, this, and, the, and, and the porcelain veneer itself is actually relatively very strong. Because it's very, very hard to crack. It's because it's bonded that it's strong. Okay. The bond, co, you took chemistry, covalent bond between enamel and porcelain. It's interlocked. Once it's bonded, yeah. it's as strong as your tooth. The porcelain itself is, is relatively strong yes. too. Yes. Right? It's, 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 it takes a lot to crack. Porcelain, yes. Right? Fascinating. I'm so fascinated about the whole process. Hey, you, you, you know, um, what would you say on average across the country 
a full mouth of veneers would cost. Like, you know, we're, we, we had, we had a previous podcast that we talked about how much is too much for plastic surgery. And I know right. that sometimes a, a new grill can cost a couple hundred thousand dollars or, or whatever yeah. it is. I, um, what, what, what would you say for an experienced what's a fair, what's a cosmetic price? dentist with, yeah, what, what is a fair price? And, and obviously you're going to be, um, uh, you know, elevated brand and, and, and you do amazing work. And so people have to pay for that. But what, what is it an, on average and where should you be concerned? Okay. So it's a great question because I get consultations and I say, they say your price is really expensive mm-hmm. relative to what I'm seeing. And my response is it's better to do it once and right than to come back and repeat it after a yeah, fail. Yeah, I mean, you've got and, so and many, really per- so many get, different get steps along yeah, the you way. Get, yeah. So but the question is, that, you know, um, our fees are around 3000 per tooth. Per tooth, okay. sure. Um, I, I just had a patient say, oh, but, you know, I went somewhere and they said uh, 1000 a tooth. Okay. I said... Go ahead and do it. I promise you, you're not going to get. I guarantee you, with my work, you will be happy. I cannot guarantee you that with the process that I'm going to go through, with the ceramics and the quality of work, my cost is going to be more than that. I can't afford. I I I don't compromise on quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I it's, think it's, it's it's very important what you're saying because it's it's interesting with breast augmentation surgery. You can put in the cheapest implant. But I don't think it's the best implant. So why are you going to put something that's that's subpar? You know, there it'll still look relatively good, but it's not going to be the best. And I think you're right. I think if you're going to, especially you're going to put veneers, why don't you have the best ceramist and the best yes. type of porcelain veneer? Well, we talked about it in a previous long. podcast. Yeah. Right? It's you're buying a Ferrari and you're not buying a Prius. I mean, I, that's a, that's yeah, the difference. I, I, I want to be proud of seeing that patient on the streets and say, ah. Yeah. We did a great job. It looks good. We did, I'm proud. You know, that is more fulfilling than all the money in the world mm-hmm. because those people now have a special bond with you. They see you and you feel like you've changed someone's life. That's, it's really and for me, that's what it's all about. And I think what you guys do is even a step higher than that. You guys are doing, you're really, people are looking at you like gods. You instill confidence in people. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, you guys yeah. are doing... It, Incredible yep. stuff out there, and I'm you know a little tip of the iceberg. For no, people. you're being humble. I, no, I no, love Danny, I love for that. People that are that are listening and they're watching, what's the best way for people to see your your work? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? Is it TikTok? Is it your website? What do you? I mean, you probably have all of these things, but kind of tell the people that are listening where they can kind of look at some of these before and afters and how they can contact you. I mean, mm-hmm. the beauty of it, he, he's right upstairs at Bedford, at Bedford Dental Group. Um, the beauty of, of his practice is his mentor was his father and is his father and, and his father is an amazing dentist as well. So he comes from a line of dentists in the family, which is always amazing. He's a very reputable, reputable dentist and his father was and is still. But tell us, you know, where they can find everything, please. The great, the, the best platform really is Instagram. Why? You really see everyone's work on that page. Mm-hmm. Not only do you see my work, you get to see the testimonials of patients, their experiences. Right. That's what I really want people to see is like real 
real stories, real people talking about their experience, their journey of getting their smile done. You get to see a little bit. Not to mention all the celebrities. You get to see some of those fun pictures that they led. And that's the cool thing about a dentist. They're not really shy about taking pictures with you. Of course, of course. They love doing it. Like, Doc, when are we taking a picture? I'm like, let's do it. I love it. But but really, you're seeing seeing everything part of our practice. You're seeing the technical part. You're seeing me discuss interesting topics. Um, So... It's better than a website. It's better than any other platform. Instagram is really... What's the Instagram handle? Our Instagram is Dr. Nason, N-A-Y-S-A-N. Awesome. So please, Dr. N-A-Y-S-A-N for Instagram, Bedford Dental Group. Honestly, he's, he's an amazing guy. He's taking care of me with all my chip teeth and all the problems I've ever had. And me as well. Came in on a Saturday. My tooth fell out. Put it back in. Um, so I owe him everything. Takes care of my whole family. Um, and I, this was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much I don't know um, that you brought light to me at least. That's really, I love you guys. You guys are like brothers, and um, thank you for having me. Oh, man, we're so thankful. You know, I know that I learned a ton as, as Dr. Danny Poor did. I know, I'm hoping that you guys learned a ton as well. Um, you know, again, look out for his, uh, Dr. Nason at uh, Instagram, and uh, you can look at his work and, and see some of his clientele. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Honestly, we're honored. And I definitely want to reiterate how important uh, teeth is for the structure of the lower face. You know, it's not just white, you know, having white teeth, although, you know, that exudes healthiness uh, and youth. But, uh, you know, the idea is it's very important facial structure. So thank you again. Um, you know, please send, uh, continue sending your questions. You know, again, this is how we got Dr. Nason up here uh, because you guys were asking how important a smile is and we have delivered. So once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payment Daniel Poor. You can watch us on YouTube, TikTok, or listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace. Thanks again, brother. Thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.